disappeared The animals inside came out to play Went face to face with all our fears Learned our lessons through the tears Made memories we knew would never fade One day my father, he told me Son, don't let it slip away He took me in his arms, I heard him say When you get older, your wild heart will Back at it here live in Dallas, Texas. The weather's beautiful, about 71 degrees today. Having some fun post-Super Bowl. We're going to get into it all right now and bring back our man Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast live in Vegas right now. How you doing? Doing excellent. That weather sounds good. It's cold out here in Vegas. I'm looking at some snow off in the mountains. Uh, really? It's uh, yeah, yeah. That global warming is really hitting out here. Yeah, it's been like it's been 40s at night. It's been it's been chilly. Uh, it's better than 120 out in Vegas, which I've experienced. So, bringing it back, everything, just bring everything back. You know, get up to speed here. I'm just man. You know, I don't. I'll get your take on it, but my overall reaction to the Super Bowl is eh, like it wasn't that entertaining. I don't know if. I felt like it lacked certain things, wow factors. Like, I wasn't overly impressed by anything. What's your opinion of what happened? It's almost like when you you know the twist of a movie or something. It's less exciting that we saw a walk-off touchdown because we knew it was coming. Uh, you know, in some ways, it was it was the, the way that a lot, I think a lot of people thought it was going to go. San Francisco at halftime, if you were rooting for them, you probably felt like, man, we should be up more points. Yeah. What are we doing? And then, you know, just like last time they played each other, just saw a highlight of this. It was like six minutes, six minutes and 15 seconds on the clock. The Chiefs were down 10 points in the last time they played. They came back to win. Not too different here, and I, to me, the story is one team played to win and one team played to not lose, and and that was the difference in the ball game. I can I can see that easily, and also just you know, I, this is a play at the end where they're pretty known for doing. Like it's not a secret. If you do your homework, you kind of know that they've done this particular play before, and I just. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what kind of setup or prep that Kyle Shanahan had, but certainly, uh, you know, I understand, you know, after everyone could just say, hey, well, haven't you experienced this before? You should be ready for this. You know, hindsight 2020, but I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings. Well, and you know, we we now have found out you you know the dichotomy between the Chiefs players talking about how, and maybe because they were involved in the game that caused the overtime rule to change, but they were they were well aware of what what the new overtime rules meant. They very much like they clearly messaged they were always going to go for it. They were never going to play for the field goal, regardless if they got the ball first or second. And so when you're playing against a team that's using three downs instead of your four downs, it, it, you're just giving yourself an advantage. And it's your point. Who they they knew that they were going to score the touchdown on this play. They let they they knew exactly what was going to happen. And like you said, they rolled out a classic Andy Reid, run the guy that no one expects to get the ball in motion, and boom, wide open. And here we are. This is now the second member of the New York football Jets who have caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl, not for the New York Jets. So that, that's a fun one. But, yeah, I, I 
I think if I'm a Niners fan, it's like, oh man, like we really let this one get through our fingertips. The McCaffrey fumbled, just a number of miscues where, boy, a um, little bit more planning. And yeah, the, the, the Shanahan, the, the Niners, they they talked about it. Yuschek said it out loud. Uh, they weren't even aware of the new rules, and so. You know, in some ways, you got to put this on the coach. I understand why people are a little hot after Steve Wilkes got let go. It kind of seems like they're suggesting that the defense was the problem. It clearly wasn't. Uh, but, yeah, the Niners, you know, we always talk about windows with these teams, and, and it does feel a little bit like this Niners team just continues to waste the best roster in football. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, I, I don't know the, the stats or the actual numbers, but – uh, and you probably do, but I mean, there wasn't a really long touchdown. I mean, what was the longest, you know, play? <laughs> Let's just be honest. It was it was de- it was defense. It was just making <laughs> sure you don't make. I mean, honestly, we came into the game and 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 we said, well, Mahomes is going to have the one interception in the game. You'd be like, oh, well, Niners are going to win. Um, but the, the the McCaffrey fumble really neutralized that. It just felt felt like a game that the Chiefs stole from the Niners and you know I think if you're a Niners fan you maybe look back on these two games versus the Chiefs and say what could have been I actually before overtime happened I told my son I'm like whoever gets this coin flip right is going to win the game and what's funny is that the Niners got the coin flip right but they chose incorrectly now is that was Fred Warner right Yep. Yep. He, uh, now I don't know. I'm not actually so sure what was the more egregious decision. Really? Cause I understand. I understand taking, I understand you don't, you don't take the ball. You understand what you have to do. Defense. Um, but with, yeah, exactly. But I also, you know, I, I look at it as well, if they took the ball, the mistake they made was they didn't play aggressively to score the touchdown. The second they kicked the field goal, everyone watching the Super Bowl knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. And to me, so you can you can blame the decision to take the ball, but remember, had they sco- gone touchdown, touchdown, mm-hmm. they would have had that extra possession, but we have since learned that the Chiefs planned to go for two in that scenario. And so to your point, you got to play aggressive. You can't take the field goal on the first position. It's like college overtime. If you get the ball first, you have to play more aggressively because if you get if you get only a field goal, you now have given you, the, your opponent this net where they can play aggressive, knowing they can kick a field goal and tie. Got to give the kicker though, uh, the rookie kicker on the 49ers, some props. You know he's had his struggles over the season, not badly. But, you know, he had missed a couple, like, important field goals, let's just say, in the past. He did not look like he had any kind of uh, issues except for that one missed extra point. That could have been a big factor. But that being said, he really came through clutch. Both kickers. I mean, they were drilling kicks. um, And to your point, there wasn't much question about them. Actually, it was blocked, right? It was blocked. It was a blocked kick. you know, I think some people might say it was a low kick, okay. whatever. Okay. Um, but I, you know, I think we weren't we weren't too far off of a a couple balls bouncing different ways where we might have been having that conversation of should a kicker be the MVP in the Super Bowl? But yeah, we got enough touchdowns to get past that. But still, I, I think both kickers perform well. To your point, the rookie, a lot of people were coming after him. So, uh, you know, I think he kind of solidified himself and, and got over the hump there. Hundred percent. And, um. You know, let's put a lot of things maybe to bed. You know, I don't even know where you stand, but there's so much noise in the background 
leading up to the Super Bowl over the last, you know, season, people thinking that it's fixed or this or that or, you know, maybe not fully fixed, but maybe, you know, leaning towards certain ways. And, you know, I tried to dissect this game as much as I possibly could watching it as I go, because over the last maybe year or two, you look at certain things that stand out like a missed tackle that was like literally right there. It's just weird kind of stuff. But for the most part, I look at this game and I'm like, I couldn't find one thing that was on purpose. You know what I mean? Like it didn't look like the fix was in. You know what I mean, Ryan? Like there's so much noise out there. Everyone's like, oh, it's a fix. I don't, I didn't see anything. Other than the Gatorade color being purple, because that was the whole red purple logo thing. Yeah, no, I, I, honestly, I thought the re- you know we don't we were not having a discourse about the refs. I, no. you know, if Niners Niners fans seem a little bit uh, disturbed by some missed blocking or misholding calls, okay. But when it, whenever you have bad refereeing, you would much rather them not call something than call something. And so, yeah, I, I thought the refs did. A, you know, I, I thought in general it was a fairly clean game. That's um, what like I you said, and. You know, unfortunately for Shanahan, he kind of pulled a Shanahan, and yeah, that, that's so. the. And now we got to talk about it. Will Shanahan ever will the, win the big one? You know, and that's what is it number three that he yep. failed to to win in the big game, and it's, you know, I don't I don't know. Maybe his, you know, he has to really look at his decision making. I mean, there were times where he was they were not going like you said more than ten fifteen yards. I mean, there were times where, you know, I think Mahomes had that one long big pass. Other than that, that was the only thing that I, I noticed. And, you know, or the ballsy move with that trick play that McCaffrey caught and then ran it. Other than that, it was a ballsless game, in my opinion, for a lack of better well, words. Yeah, and that without really, you know, I think you, you when you go back and watch the film, there's there's like a handful of plays where the Niners had the right play and Chris Jones just destroyed the play on them. It was yeah. – you know, one guy on the Chiefs beating the one man on the Niners, and it ruined everything. And so even in that regard, you can't even get that mad at Shanahan because they were close. It just it just seems like in those big moments, I mean, you can't – once as an offensive coordinator, twice as a head coach, you can't continue to, lo- to drop 10-point leads mm-hmm. in big games and people not notice. I had to um, – you know, I got some texts from random people, including Coach Tracy – our co-host and I'm, you know, he picked the chiefs to win. And I was thinking to myself, he's like, Oh, well, there he goes. Can't never go against Patrick Mahomes. And I replied, I'm like, you know, yeah, but you know, if I had to give the MVP to anyone, I give it to Andy Reed. I really thought that at the end of the day, Andy Reed's the reason they won the game. I mean, there were so many play calls that I was like, that's Andy Reed. I mean, and they weren't difficult plays for a quarterback to, to do, to get off. I felt like they were just smart calls throughout the game. This is why he's just who he is. He, he's phenomenal. He's one of the best ever to do it. Um, and he's got, I feel like he's got, you know, uh, just ice going through his veins. I just think that he's just, I, I love everything about him. How great was the clip after the game of him jumping on top of Chris Jones and then having trouble getting back up? He needed some assistance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that. but you know it's fun to think about uh, Andy Reid, though, because, you know, the beginning of his career, a little bit like Kyle Shanahan, you yeah. know, couldn't really get over the hump in the big game. And 
Okay. Now we, you know, now that he's won some, we don't worry about that so much. Mm. But to your point, I think the coaching staff in general, Steve Spagnolo, former him. Giants defense, yeah. he put together a great game plan. The offense put together a game, great game plan. And to your point, Patrick Mahomes didn't have to make a ton of like off script, Mm-mm. crazy Patrick Mahomes plays. It was, it was a lot of in system stuff. And, and yeah, like the the story that we will forget about this Super Bowl is how much it was a defensive team and. Patrick Mahomes, obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, but you know, we always, we always try to needle Tom Brady for early in his career carried by the defense. You know what? Patrick Mahomes got carried in this one. They the offense didn't have it this year. Yeah. They delivered in the big moments, but the reason they won this game, the reason they were in this game was their defense. I honestly think if I had to say something about Wilkes, he really didn't spy at all. Patrick Mahomes. And when I say that, People may not understand what I'm saying, but you have you have to understand that. I mean, like those plays where he ran the ball, you know, it looked like he was just, you know, the Wilkes and the defense was just like, he's not going to run. So let's just focus on coverage or man and not worry about Mahomes and running the ball. I mean, there were I don't know how many runs he had. There were quite a few, in my opinion. And one, I think, was a huge factor in how they won the game. It was like a 20 yard run or something, right? And I think just in the in general that postseason, you know, the, these quarterbacks they understand if I if I see the entire defense dropping into a zone, turning Yo. their back, and I see a lane, I'm going to take it. It's what yeah. we got so frustrated with Lamar Jackson and not doing uh, against the Chiefs team. And so, yeah, I think it was one of the angles I really liked coming into the Super Bowl: the idea that Patrick Mahomes was going to run a bunch. His total was four and a half carries. He had nine. His yards were like 28 yards. He ran for 66 yards. He led the team. Yeah, in rushing. Uh, which is pretty wild. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's smart, though, right? It doesn't always have to be your arm. The The goal is to win. And, you know, Mahomes, I, it is hard to to argue with Mahomes being one of the, the greatest quarterbacks ever. He's only 28. I, know, I mean, Brady scary. played till he's 42. You know, before we look into the future this morning with you, I want to ask you, um, and maybe we can put this to bed, but your overall take on Brock Purdy, his performance, not only throughout the entire season, but in this particular uh, moment. Yeah, I don't think you can say anything negative about Brock Purdy. I mean, we can still talk about how he's a game manager. I don't think he, you know, maybe he makes a better throw to Brandon Ayuk, but Chris Jones was breathing down his neck. I mean, (laughs) the nicest thing I can say about Brock Purdy is just like I told you before the Super Bowl, I thought there was a chance they would try to break tendencies. And on the second play of the game, they ran that beautiful play action. Kyle Juszczyk out on a little waggle gets the first catch. I don't know if you remember, but that was a 24 to one bet. When I was cashing my ticket here, made an irrational ticket here out in the, the circa, they actually ran out of Big bills in the sports book. That's how bad I heard him. So wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of one of the the best hits. I but yeah, Brock, Brock Purdy operated the offense fine. I, like, again, I think I think you can blame McCaffrey and the fumble. I think you can blame uh, just the general game plan. But I'm not sure Brock Purdy made too many misses. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I would have loved to see him run a little bit more. I think the opportunities were there. And if he were to watch the tape himself, he'd probably, you know, reflect on what Mahomes did and be like, man, I had a couple more scrambles in me. Maybe that's the difference in the game. What's this hype about Cam Newton saying he's just a game manager? You hear, you see what, what, what's going on. I mean, well, what, okay, so he says this and then he, he walks it back by saying it's not an insult. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because guys only get called game managers when they are on good teams. And people don't want to give them the flowers. And so, sure, Brock Purdy, seventh round pick, but 
He's operating the offense well. He is an elite game manager. And when you have a team like the Niners do, I think that's fine. Now, should we expect him to kind of grow into this like game-changing gunslinger? I don't know, but you talk to his teammates. They respect him. And so mm-hmm. I'm not so, so sure it matters what Cam Cam thinks. Uh, although I do find it amusing, uh, Cam and all his opinions post, uh, post-football. Every time I see the clips of him with his hats, I just think of <laughs> Harry Potter. He's like some sort of weird wizard in the Harry Potter universe spouting off his takes on football. <laughs> Before we let you go, I want to... I, I want to talk about the uh, New York Giants and, uh, you know, moving into this new year and, you know, obviously the draft coming up not long from now and uh, looking forward to having you back on to talk about the draft. But and things will change. Who knows as far as draft positioning and so forth. But looking into what the Giants need to do to come off a pretty, I think, bad season what what should we expect or what should they do in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, there was a lot made of last off season, the, some of the spending, the Daniel Jones thing, but when you really kind of look at, at the core of this team, they're very young. They have very little money invested out past this year on in anyone other than some like cornerstone guys. And that, ex- that includes Daniel Jones. He's essentially like after this year, if they want to, they can be done with that. So to me, I think we're going to see two things, two major things happen this offseason. I think we're going to see the acquisition of another kind of alpha receiver. Maybe it's someone like Calvin Ridley who played for Brian Dable at Alabama for a season. Uh, maybe it's someone maybe it's someone even bigger ticket like Michael Pittman. I do think they're going to try to make uh, make a get. Uh, T. Higgins, like maybe? No. Maybe T. I think T. Higgins will be the 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 T. Higgins and Ayuk. Like Ayuk is still under contract, so there's a trade involved. T. Higgins, I think he's going to be very expensive. I, I've heard uh, rumblings that he could be going to the Bills. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know Calvin Ridley would actually be an interesting example because I think he'll be a little bit cheaper and he brings the same kind of like alpha wide receiver skill set. But I do think everything I've read this off season, everything, um, you know, if you zoom out a little bit, you kind of recognize Joe Shane is teeing up to draft a quarterback. I I think not only is he teeing up to draft a quarterback, I think he could be trading up. I think there has been enough smoke around the fact that they're talking with Ryan Poles. Bears, of course, have the first pick. They're having conversations with the Patriots even. I think there's some expectation that the Bears trade. uh, If they don't take Caleb Williams, they trade back to two where everyone is making the connections. Cliff Kingsbury, offensive coordinator of Washington now. Mm -hmm. He was the coordinator at USC. That'd be a great way for – Caleb to start his career already know the offense and so there's some there seems to be some expectation that Washington could come up to one and if that happens perhaps the Giants uh, look to come up to two if they like their guy enough I know that Caleb Williams is obviously the guy but Drake May seems to be a guy that the Giants are interested in but the name I'd circle is LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels uh, as a fan, I'm like, yes, please. 6'4", 210. I'm curious to see what he actually measures in at at the combine in a couple weeks. But when you talk about it, just electricity, ceiling in terms of potential because of the legs, because of the arm, he's, he's a little bit more interesting to me than Drake May. And, you know, at the price, I don't think it's – they're saying the trade-up is going to be one of the most expensive trade-ups ever because of this quarterback class. And so even to go from six to one might involve multiple first round picks in the future. And that doesn't seem like a smart move. Mm -mm. 
And so, you know, we'll see how it goes. Now, there's also the part of me that's like, oh, maybe we maybe we're looking at a, a stud receiver in the first round and, and we used one of the two second round picks on a Michael Penix or something like that. I'd rather make the splash in the first round. It was 20 years ago to the year when they drafted Eli Manning. They made the big trade up from four to one. And, you know, I think as a fan, there is that element of like, yeah, you know what? I want that again. I want I want someone who is capable of taking the team all the way. And at this point, it's hard for me to get on the Dan Jones wagon. He's got the torn ACL. Don't even know if he's going to be ready for the season. So, yeah, I think the Giants. Will, and I'd, I'd add a second thing. I think there's a chance they bring in Mitch Trubisky or someone like that oh, as a backup. I, I think if they learned anything, you can't run into the season with with a talent depleted quarterback room. Cause you, you go from being like, you know, an average team to a joke very quickly. So I fully expect some investment in the wide receiver room in the, in the quarterback room. And uh, you know, it should be splashy. So, you know, we're going to be excited last but not least. I will ask you the question. Saquon came out and said that they are pretty much on the same page, uh, that he could be a giant for life, and he's willing to take less money, about $24 million for three years or something like that. What's your opinion? Can this get done? Is he worth that? Do we want him as a giant? No disrespect to him, but there is a there is a question there. Kind of feels like when you had that relationship and you just needed to break up. Uh, it wasn't that either you were bad or doing anything. It just it had run its course. And as much as I understand why Saquon wants to be a giant for life, and maybe he should have taken that first deal, but I think all the Giants have done is won this negotiation. They offered him a fair deal. He turned it down. The market for running backs was complete trash. And now you have all these running backs entering the market, Henry, Jacobs. So I, 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 if I was betting right now, I think he, he's not a New York Giant this year. Wow. Derrick Henry maybe going to the Cowboys. That's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sounds very Jerry. Very Jerry. Right? <laughs> Thanks again. Get some sleep, uh, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Cheers. If you want to count